Calte Rompier has a secret addiction, and Nehemia visits Selena terribly upset. Stick around and find out why. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. Hello guys and welcome back to the Book Militia Booktube channel where we are reading Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. The last chapter was chapter 32 and Nehemia and Selena had spent some quality time together wandering around the castle and talking about various things. They had went into the kennels which was a place that Selena had never been before and they had ran into Prince Dorian. Now he was there playing with his new puppies that he had talked about a while back, maybe two or three chapters ago, when he had said some new puppies had been born, but they were mutts. But he said that he could not resist their charm. So Nehemia had noticed this interaction between Prince Dorian and Selena and she had recognized an attraction there. Later on, Selena had an encounter with Cain. Now, he was acting very strange and not really recognizing Selena, acting very paranoid, flighty, looking around to see if anybody was uh, watching him, and then he suddenly just ran off down a hallway so this was very disturbing to Selena, and she had never seen Cain act this way before. Now, fearing for the safety of uh, Knox and Pelor, Selena had written notes and sent them by messenger to their rooms, telling them to stay in their rooms tonight and not to open the door for anyone. So let's get into chapter 33, and this chapter was a very short one. Now, I would have combined two chapters, but the next chapter, 34, looked to be pretty long, so I'll just go ahead and make a short video for this one. Maybe there'll be enough to talk about to make it a little bit longer. Who knows? Let's just see what happens, and let's get into it. So, this chapter had started out with Caltaine Rompier in her room. Now, she was pinching her cheeks to make them look rosy, and servants were spraying her with perfume. She had changed clothes. She had been smoking opium when Duke Parrington had paid a visit. Now, he was waiting for her in the sitting room while she was getting ready for him, and she had taken a drink of water and hoped that the smell of the drug was masked by the perfume. Now, she thought if he had noticed the odor she would just blame it on the terrible headaches that she had been suffering from lately. So I guess she wasn't that concerned about it, but he had really caught her by surprise. Now in the past we have heard the mention of she wished she had her pipe, but we never really understood what she was doing with this pipe. So now we know uh, that she's been smoking opium. We don't know if she has an addiction or not, but... Opium is a pretty hard drug, so there is probably an addiction going on here. 
So she had finally gotten ready and she had entered the city room and said, Your Grace. And he looked steely as always. And Caltaine's body had kind of felt heavy, I guess, from the drug. And her vision was foggy around the edges. Now, Duke Parrington had kissed the back of her hand and she looked up to meet his eyes. And suddenly she just had this feeling of being trapped. And how far would she go to secure her position beside Prince Dorian? So, now, she, we, we all know that she has this ambition to be the next queen. And she still sees a door open for her. And she's not going to give up until that door is completely closed. And then for a backup, she has a Duke Perrington. Uh, so she can... If she marries him, she will become a duchess and she will have a pretty high position in the castle, whether it's the queen, being the queen or not. But right now, her aspiration is to become the next queen. So Duke Parrington said, I hope I didn't disturb you. And Caltaine had felt the walls, you know, in the ceiling coming in and getting close. She felt like she was in a box. So she had this trapped feeling. And she said, I was only napping, my lord. And Caltaine had sat down next to him. When she sat down, Duke Parrington kind of, you know, did a sniff in the air. So, did he detect this opium smell? If he did, he doesn't say anything about it. Now, normally, Caltaine would have felt nervous, but the drug had her kind of relaxed. And she said, what do I owe the pleasure of your unexpected visit? Well, Parrington had responded by saying, I wanted to inquire about you. I have not seen you at dinner recently. Now, Perryton was a huge man, and he had these huge arms, and Caltaine thought he could crush me, you know, in a, in a heartbeat if he wanted to. And Caltaine explained that she had been indisposed recently, and she resisted the urge to lay her head down on the couch, so she, she was under the effect of this drug, and it, she just wanted to lay down. I guess it made you feel down or sleepy or whatever, I'm not sure. So Perryton had said something, but Caltaine's ears had suddenly quit working. So this is this drug is affecting her very heavily right now and things are you know, she's seeing things, her her hearing is going out, she feels trapped, she feels foggy around the edges, and she had looked up at Perryton and she saw his mouth was moving, but she could not make out what he was saying. Her senses suddenly kind of changed, and he appeared to be, like, made of marble or something. You know, he would just suddenly had looked plastic or something. And she just started staring at him, you know. His face had suddenly changed, and then finally she kind of snapped out of it. And she said, Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't been feeling well lately. Now, Perryton asked her, can I get you some water or should I leave? And Caltaine quickly said, no, no, I'm well enough to enjoy your company, but please forgive my absent-mindedness. So she's kind of making an excuse if he noticed something different about her because of the drug that, you know, I haven't been feeling well or whatever, you know. So he's, she's kind of giving herself an excuse. So Duke Perryton said, absent-mindedness? Ha, you're the cleverest woman I know. In fact... The prince was telling me the same thing just recently. Now, I didn't believe this at all. I mean, unless he kind of... Unless Dorian 
you know, had kind of mentioned this on the fly and just been being nice, this could be a lie by Duke Parrington to to try to make Caltane feel more important. I'm not sure what he was getting at right there, but to me, I just don't seem like this is the truth. And Caltane, when, when Duke Parrington had said this about Prince Dorian mentioning her, she kind of set up straight and she had pictured Dorian's face with a crown you know, on his head, and the prince said that about me? You know, she asked, and Duke Parrington had put a hand on Caltane's knee and started rubbing her knee. You know, he does like her, and he wants her. And she knows this, and she's trying, she's kind of using this to get a higher position in the castle. And Parrington said, of course, until Lady Lillian interrupted us. The book has never mentioned this conversation between Duke Parrington and Dorian. They have not talked with each other, you know, as far as the book goes. Now, I guess this incident could have happened and the book not explained it. But as far as I know, this has not happened. So I don't know what's going on here. If Duke Parrington is making up this story for some kind of purposes or if it did actually happen and the book just didn't mention it, I'm not sure. Now, Caltain suddenly asked rather strongly, why was she with him? And Parrington said, I don't know. Now, maybe Parrington was seeing her reaction at this. That could be another thing. So, Parrington said, I don't know, but I wish it was otherwise. So, he doesn't like Lady Lillian being with Prince Dorian. Duke Parrington knows who she is, really. Now, remember this. He told Cain this already. So, Duke Parrington knows... Lady Lillian is Selena, the the Adderland's assassin, so this is no secret to him. Now, Caltain had thought she had to do something to stop this, this incident with Lady Lillian and uh, Prince Dorian. She says that Lady Lillian had moved fast, and she had already kind of captured the crown prince in her net, and Caltain thought Parrington could make her disappear. But, you know, maybe I shouldn't say anything to him about doing this. And maybe she thought, on the other hand, Parrington would never hurt a lady of her statu stature, or would he? So these thoughts were kind of dancing around her drug-addled mind at the moment. And then suddenly she had thought, what if Parrington didn't think she was a lady? Would this be to my benefit? So it seemed like this kind of revelation had come upon her all of a sudden. And Caltane said, I feel the same way as you. It's hard to believe that someone as disreputable as Lady Lillian had won the prince's heart. This surprised Parrington. He said, disreputable? And Caltane said, I, I heard from someone that her background was not as pure as it should be. Now, Parrington knows her background, so I think he's fishing for information, too, as to how much Caltain knows. What have you heard? Parrington demanded. She said, I didn't get any specifics, but some of the nobility don't believe her to be a worthy companion for anyone in the court. I would like to learn more about her, wouldn't you? Caltain had continued on and said, It's our duty to protect the crown prince. And Parrington said, Indeed. So, interesting conversation here between the two. It seems like both of them are conniving and trying to see what kind of information they can get out of each other. So, Caltain 
had thought she must do whatever she could to save the crown and her future. So after this, the scene had cut to Selena and she was in her room and she was searching through books uh, on her kind of ongoing quest to look for these weird marks. And still she had not had any luck, but suddenly the hinges to her door had squeaked loudly and it opened. She kind of jumped, you know, at the noise and she looked up expecting it to be Prince Dorian or maybe Chow Westfall. But instead, she saw Nehemia. Now, Nehemia didn't answer. She was just standing there, and she was looking down at the floor. And her makeup was running, I guess mascara or something, the black was running down her face from the river of tears she was crying. Selena had looked up and said, Nehemia, what happened to the play? So remember, Nehemia had a, an appointment with Queen Georgina today. It was some kind of acting trope that was going to be going on today. So that's what Selena was asking about, what happened to the play. And Nehemia's shoulders suddenly heaved up and down from crying. Her eyes were red. And Nehemia said, I didn't know where else to go. Now Selena asked Nehemia what happened. And she had noticed a piece of paper that Nehemia was holding and her hands were shaking. Nehemia said, they massacred them. And she was shaking her head, no. Now Selena asked, who? And Nehemia had suddenly let out a sob and she said, Adderland's army, they captured 500 Elwi rebels hiding on the border of Oakland Forest and the Stone Marshes. Now tears had ran down her face. She was just crying very heavily. And she said, my father told me they were to be taken to the prison in Calicola. Now remember, we have heard this name Calicola Prison before because one of the champions, I don't remember off the top of my head which one, but one of the champions had come from there. But they were planning to take these captured rebels to this prison, but some of the rebels had tried to escape. So as a punishment, the soldiers had killed them all, including children. Now, Selena suddenly gasped at this and she felt her dinner rising up in her throat. 500 people had been butchered. Now, Selena, Selena had looked at Nehemia's guards and she wondered, you know, how many of those people that had died did these two guards know? So Nehemia had continued on crying, What is the point of being a princess of Elwi if I cannot even help my own people? How can I call myself a princess? Selena just looked at her and said, I'm so sorry. Nehemia rushed into Selena's arms and she wept, you know, uncontrollably. And Selena just held her, you know, as for as long as it took to ease her pain. And that ended the chapter. It was a very short chapter, very emotional chapter. You know, when, when I first started reading this book, I didn't have any emotional attachments to what was going on. I know Selena hated the the king and his his methods of wiping out all the magic in the land uh his kind of crusade you know to it and it was a crusade it was just like the crusade of the catholic church you know when they were trying to convert everybody and if they didn't convert they killed them this is kind of what was has been going on uh with the magic in the this land and also with the king's ambition to conquer all of the surrounding lands and become the high king. So 
now that we've I've gotten closer to the characters and to the story, I'm starting to feel like Selena does, and I really hate this king, and I I hope that he dies or gets killed soon. Now, I'm worried a little bit about Prince Dorian because he has been raised by his father, so he might have some of those same beliefs that have been kind of indoctrinated into him ever since he was a little boy. But we know that his actions are different from the king, and he does have a caring heart to him. And he has rebelled against his father on just about every everything that his father says. He doesn't agree with it. So there is hope for the future of Adderland. Hopefully, Prince Dorian will become the the new king and stop this conquest and killing of all of these people around him. But anyway, we shall find out. But that's going to end it. I want to thank you all so much. We are the Book Militia on YouTube. If you have not subscribed, please do so. Also, you can click the little bell icon above, which will give you a notification of when I upload new videos. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining. You guys could spend your time anywhere else, but you chose to spend it with me, and I highly appreciate that. And with that, we're going to end the chapter, and I will see you on the next one. Take care, guys.